everybody to the captain spot. I'm your host, Justin Freeman. Six foot one inches, 274 pounds of fantasy knowledge. And guys, sometimes we get Monday Night Thriller, Ravens, Chiefs, and other times we get Broncos at Jets. 40 and a half point total. Third string quarterback. But the game must go on. The show must go on. The showdown must go on. And that's why you're here. Tune into the captain spot. Really appreciate you doing that. Before we hop into the slate, quick reminder to go check out cptspot.com. Pick up a copy of the ebook. We've got some also awesome promo codes also for Monkey Knife Fight, Thrive Fantasy, Prize Picks. Use promo code CAPTAIN at all three of those sites. You get a pretty sick little deposit bonus when you sign up there. But enough of the sales pitch. Let's hop right into this slate where, again, we're talking a 40 and a half point total. The Jets are favored in this game. Uh, Broncos starting a third string quarterback and a lot of injuries for us to account for in this one. Obviously, we're not getting Drew Locke at quarterback for the Broncos. He's out. He may miss another week or so, but hopefully getting close to a timetable to return after Thursday night. But uh, we saw a little bit of Jeff Driscoll at quarterback, and that was certainly not getting the job done. Vic Fangio has named Brett Rippon, nephew of former Washington football team great Mark Rippon. Uh, definitely remember growing up watching him, uh, dating myself there just a little bit. But uh, on the on the other positions on the field, Philip Lindsay currently listed as questionable. You know, on these Thursday games, it can be really difficult to figure out who actually is playing and who is not based on the practice reports because we're getting these like synthetic practice reports uh, based on the shortened week. And so we have Philip Lindsay listed as a limited participant, whatever that means when the team's not actually having padded practices. So he's listed as questionable. For now, beat reporters seem to indicate Philip Lindsay will play in this game, but we will adjust nonetheless. Um, additionally, on the Denver side of the football, um, Albert O, Albert Akuabunum, I believe is how we say that name, is not on the injury report. Um, we expect him to be available. He is a tight end for the Broncos, in case you didn't know that. He is a rookie, I believe a fourth-round draft pick, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he could make his debut in this game. We will want to make sure we are checking the inactives report 90 minutes before lock to check on his status. It's some of those types of fringe plays that can really make or break a slate we want to make sure we have a really good grasp on that other than that that's pretty much all we're worried about on the Denver side obviously we do not have Cortland Sutton he's on sending season ending injured reserve um, thanks to his knee injury on the Jets side we will not have Brashad Perriman uh, at the wide receiver position and currently we're seeing Jamison Crowder and Chris Hogan both listed as questionable uh, despite getting limited practices, again, shortened week, these are sort of made-up generic reports uh, for the three days of practice, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So uh, indications seem to be favorable on Crowder. I don't think there's a ton of worry around Hogan, who is listed with a ribs-slash-knee injury. I think it's probably just a little bit of wear and tear, but Crowder is suffering that hamstring injury, and you know those type of things, if you rush back too quick, can be a problem in a game. But we are expecting to see him uh, very much in the same way we're expecting to see Lindsay. So when we go over our you know, topics, make sure that we are adjusting up and down based on whether or not each of those things are happening. 
Um, there is uh, there are a couple guys here on the injury report that, that no longer carry a game designation. Kalen Balaj, Travon Wesco, running back and tight end respectively, not carrying a designation, so they will play. Not a problem there. So I am going to present you information as if Brashad Perriman is the only player of significance out in this game, and I have a modest projection in there currently for Albert O. But, you know, like I said, knowing who these guys are and who's playing and who's not playing, going to be really, really key. But let's take a look at the pricing. Brett Rippon, the new starting quarterback for the Denver Broncos, will cost you $10,200. Now, we don't know very much about Brett Rippon. I know he was 8 for 9 in spot-up duty after Jeff Driscoll failed miserably. His, uh, like I said, his lone incompletion was an interception, so still has not had a ball touch the ground. But uh, 10200 is is kind of a tough pill to swallow for a quarterback with no track record whatsoever. The flip side of that is that we have hardly anything to spend our money on this week. This looks like an absolute nightmare of a game. Um, and, and I think, you know, I don't typically spend a lot of time talking about defenses and kickers. I don't even list their prices out. This is a game you're certainly going to want to be considering each of those. Uh, we'd be even more interested in the kickers if they were playing in Mile High, but this game will be in New Jersey, uh, home of the Jets there. So take it into consideration. But uh, I think you're going to want to use Rippon based on how the rest of your roster fills out. I don't think you're going to want to build around them. Um, but just acknowledge that there's a lot of uncertainty there, um, and, and he could potentially make the rest of his team look good. On the, on the uh, running back side for Denver, obviously Melvin Gordon will be the lead running back, but we're expecting Phillip Lindsay to come back in this game. And so understanding what that potential workload split could look like is going to be really, really important for us. The last time we saw uh, Phillip Lindsay, he was really splitting work very evenly with Melvin Gordon in game one. Um, and so we're hoping if, if we can get Lindsey back here that we'll see close to that same 50-50 split that we saw until he got injured there in the, I think it was the third quarter of that week one game. But um, if we get Lindsey back, I, I think we'll ease him in at this point. I would expect Melvin Gordon to sort of retain lead back duties and, um, and Philip Lindsay gets sort of whatever's left. So I've currently got that something like a 50-40 uh, split with another 10 going to the quarterback, somewhere in that general area is how I'm currently viewing it in favor of Melvin Gordon. So you have to ask yourself, though, even is that split worth the price differential? But again, we are at a point where we don't have a lot to spend our money on. Uh, so $11,000 Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay at 6200 can go in the same lineup. In fact, that's a great way to not have to worry about playing Brett Rippon. Um, and I think you're going to need to figure out how you expect this game to flow. Um, that's going to be th the critical thing to figure out. There are probably two head coaching jobs on the line in this game. Vic Fangio has to be running out of a little bit of leash, but Adam Gase is on the hottest seat in the United States of America. If he loses to the Broncos and a third-string quarterback after as, bis as an abysmal start as he's had to this year, it's hard to imagine him uh, persevering to week five. But uh, the Jets, may, perhaps not the best run organization in the world. So on the quarterback side for the Jets, Sam Darnold. If Sam Darnold has Jamison Crowder in this game, 
I want to play Sam Darnold. I mean, you just don't have so many other options. At the running back position, there's Frank Gore, um, $6,400. Gore is going to get the majority of the work. If you look at the splits last week, you'll see that Gore wasn't on the field or getting as many carries as he had gotten the week before. A lot of that was because that game was just absolutely terrible. Um, they got down big to the Colts, and we saw a lot more Kalen Balaj and LaMichael Pirine there in the late third and, and full fourth quarters there. So we did see a little bit of Gore in the fourth quarter, but honestly, um, it was it was all mop-up duty. So Frank Gore, a guy that certainly has a lot more reputation for being a ground-pound runner, a goal-line specialist probably at this point in his career, um, not as well-suited to be catching balls out of the backfield. Those duties go to Balazs, but Balazs is priced at 5800 And to me, that unless we're just expecting a game script where um, the Jets are playing from behind and we need somebody who's out there catching passes. I don't see why we're considering Kalen Balazs at all at $5,800. Much, much, much more interested in LaMichael Pirine at $1,800, a guy who the Jets probably at least could justify playing in order to figure out what they have in the guy. So uh, overall, way more interested in Pirine at 1800 than Balazs at 5800 and way more interested in Gore at $6,400 uh, over Balazs there as well. Looking at the pass catchers for each of these teams, Noah Fant will be the most expensive pass catcher on the board. Uh, he'll obviously be Brett Rippon's top target. We're looking at he and Jerry Judy sort of separating from the pack in terms of expected target share in this game, probably going to both draw somewhere close to 19 to 20% on average in this game. Um, and then Tim Patrick is actually priced above KJ Hamler, but based on the usage we saw in week three, I don't think that's a fair pricing whatsoever. I, I don't think we can consider playing Patrick over KJ Hamler. Hamler played more snaps, 92% of the snaps in that game. Matter of fact, Hamler sort of led the way uh, there at the receiver position with 92% of the snaps. He saw 7% of the team's rushes and 13% of the team's targets. So they're trying to get the ball to KJ Hamler. Um, and, and we like to see that um, yeah, getting the guy, getting playmakers the ball in space is going to be a priority. Obviously, uh, Jerry Judy is is the number one receiver. There's no doubt about that. And you know, quite possibly the number one talent in, in this past wide receiver draft class. So he'll get a chance to shine as, as a number one without Cortland Sutton. And, and obviously had a, a chance to do that last week. Saw 24% of the team's targets. Uh, played 73% of the team snaps. Those are all very encouraging numbers. And Tim Patrick sort of rounds out that three-wide set. Um, he's on the field a lot. He's He and Hamler and Judy are certainly the locked-in three-wide set. Want to make sure we also uh, cover Deshaun Hamilton, who's 3,400, but his role was greatly, greatly diminished by the return of K.J. Hamler. Um, only played 19% of the snaps last week. Tyree Cleveland and Deontay Spencer, another two guys who are active but not getting any runs, 6%, 3% of the team's snaps last week. Clear stay away, guys. Want to focus on Hamler, Judy, Patrick as that three-wide rotation. You can get a little bit funky with different combinations, but uh, I do rank them Judy, Hamler, Patrick very clearly in that order. And then obviously Noah Fant is the – is the premier option in that offense. He's um, it reminds me of, of Darren Waller in a lot of ways, just in a worse offensive situation. He catches the ball in the middle of the field. He draws a ton of targets. 
Um, he doesn't convert probably as many to touchdowns, uh, which reminds me of Waller as well, just because he's he's operating in the middle of the field where some tight ends are operating almost exclusively in the red zone. Fan, a very much a dual threat player, worth that salary, $9,000 in my opinion. Um, on the Jet side of the football, we've got Jamison Crowder priced up at $8,200. $8, we want to make sure he plays, obviously. Uh, we should have that with a bit more certainty early in the day on Thursday, but uh, for sure 90 minutes before kickoff. Uh, last time we saw Crowder suit up, just a monster, monster workload. 39% of the targets in week one. I think a more uh, fair assumption of targets is probably in the 25-27% range. I'm going to err on the side of being cautious with him because Crowder is just going to destroy our models this week uh, when we're looking at uh, captain spot selections and, and flex selections because he stands out by a mile over the rest of these Jets receivers. Braxton Berrios, $7,200. He just, weird things happen in showdown, sure, but you can't justify playing Braxton Berrios instead of Jameson Crowder. Um, Chris Hogan is $3,200, and there's your three-wide set. Crowder, Berrios, Hogan. You'll probably get a little bit of Josh Malone, who played 59% of the snaps last week. Um, Lawrence Cager was the guy who was called up from the practice squad last week. If Crowder plays, I doubt we'll see Cager suit up. Just a name to keep on your radar. I don't even believe he's in the DraftKings pricing. Could be wrong. But um, Chris Herndon, $5,400. That's your starting tight end for the Jets. Uh, Herndon gets a lot of targets. There's no doubt about it. Um, just has failed to turn them into anything productive. And I attribute a, a good deal of that to Sam Darnold, obviously. But uh, so Jameson Crowder, just clear and far and away uh, the best option on this slate, especially on the New York side of the football. I think there's a couple of interesting guys on the Broncos side, but they're catching balls from Brett Rippon. I think I'm more interested in stacking around Crowder Darnold on the Jet side and around that run game, um, you know, especially Melvin Gordon, but possibly even Philip Lindsay as well there on the Broncos side. So. Um, just to touch on Josh Mullins, $200, Ryan Griffin, $600, and Trevon Wesco, $200. I mean, I couldn't even hardly fill out the, the graphic here because there's so few pass catchers available for the Jets. It's really thin, and that concentrates the targets even more for a guy like Crowder. So let's look at our captain spot assignments, and it's just a clear runaway. <laughs> I mean, Jameson Crowder stands out like a sore thumb. Uh, he is going to have a really, really good shot at a 100-yard game here. Um, because there's just nobody else at the receiver position to throw to. I mean, he's he demands a high target share by comparison of his talent to his peers. Um, behind him, you'll see the two quarterbacks are listed, Brett Rippon and then Sam Darnold. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that salary is not a huge constraint on this slate. You can play pretty much whoever you want to play. Um, Jerry Judy after the quarterbacks, followed by Frank Gore and Melvin Gordon. I was a little surprised to see Melvin Gordon that low. Um, I think as I adjust his projections a little bit, we could see him rise just a little. But uh, following Gordon, Noah Fant, Chris Herndon, Philip Lindsay, KJ Hamler, Chris Hogan. So um, you see that there's just so few viable options this week. And I think we're, we're going to want to try to find unique ways to get creative. As we look at the flex appearances here, and again, this is 10,000 simulations, and, and we obviously get five flex appearances here. So a lot of options. Both the quarterbacks do rise to the top. Um, we have to assume that whatever receiving volume comes to these two guys, as bad as they are, 
uh, Jameson Crowder the next, then then Melvin Gordon and, and Frank Gore. So I think that makes sense as we're looking at it. We're going to want to prioritize Gordon and Gore into our flex spots. Um, I think one guy, K.J. Hamler, uh, might do well if I were to rerun these with a bit more aggressive um, assumptions about how explosive of a player K.J. Hamler is. I mean, K.J. Hamler could just absolutely wreck the slate um, with, with a single player or two. So definitely a guy that we're going to want to try to make sure we are uh, woke on before everybody else is. So overall, uh, this is... This means we've got to get pretty down and dirty and deep onto some of these names, at the you know, uh, in sort of that middle type, uh, middle price range. Make sure we understand exactly what's going on, what game scripts could could play out. So you've got all the tools you need, guys. The only thing left to do is go out and build these lineups. So do them, you shall. Again, find me on Twitter. I'm at Justin Freeman18. Check out CaptainSpot.com. That's CPTSpot.com. Otherwise, good luck, guys. We'll see you Sunday night for the Sunday night show. See ya.